Welcome to the Living a Naturally Healthy Life podcast with Delane ND, the podcast for people looking to correct chronic illnesses such as diabetes through lifestyle change. I'm Dr. Delane Vaughn. As a physician, I see many patients who are ill because of lifestyle decisions such as food choices. Typically, diseases such as diabetes are managed with pills or injections. This approach creates a vicious, expensive, and unhealthy cycle of medication and then more medication to address the negative side effects. As a physician, and a life coach, I work with clients to resolve their diseases, get off their medications, and live a naturally healthy life. If you don't like the healthcare system in America, I recommend you use less of it by being naturally healthy. So if you feel there has to be a better, more natural way to live a healthy life, you are in the right place. All right. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. You're listening to the Reversing Diabetes with Delane MD podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Delane Vaughn. I am a board certified family practice doctor and a certified life and weight coach. And I combine those two skill sets to help type two diabetics reverse their diabetes, start living a naturally healthy life so that they can go on to do all of the things that they hope they can do in life all the things that they maybe put off when they were younger because they either didn't have the time or didn't have the money. And now they find that they're sick and they don't have the energy, the vitality, the longevity to get those things done. So my program helps people reverse that diabetes and help them to get healthier so that they can do all of the things they hope they can do in life. So that's what Delane MD is. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about thoughts that really don't serve us well. There's two specific thoughts that I'm going to discuss that kind of tie together, but really um, are the Achilles heel of a lot of folks as they're trying to get healthy. So I want to talk about that. I do want to let you know that next week's podcast will be a very special podcast uh, as an interview with one of my clients. So if you've ever wondered about the results that people get when they work with me, or if you've ever wondered about what it's like to work with me, I've been doing these interviews with some of my clients to help get people that information. So um, to answer some of those questions. So if that's something you're interested in, definitely tune in next week because I will be having that conversation with uh, one of my clients that's had really amazing results. So uh, I really hope you tune in, if nothing else, to be inspired. So, all right. So let's talk about the thoughts, because these are the things that really get us, get us in a pickle. So recognize that in life coaching, we use a cognitive behavioral therapy tool called the thought model, where it, it consists of five different components, a circumstance, a thought, thoughts that the thoughts will drive our feelings. The feelings give us the the actions that we have. And those actions, of course, all give us the result that we have, but those results will almost always circle back around and somehow be connected to that thought in some way or another. Sometimes the result is a proof of the thought because that's just how our mind works, right? Our mind wants to confirm the things that we already believe So our minds will create evidence for that. And part of that is giving us feelings that give us actions that cause a result that create um, more evidence for the belief that we have or the thought that we have. That's why thoughts are so important. Before we go any further, if you hear crazy noises behind me, it's nothing. Just ignore it. There's no, those noises mean nothing. There's construction going on in my house. And so I feel like it's very loud. I hear the noise. I don't know that you will, but Forgive me, I hope it's not too distracting to uh, what I'm talking about here. So as we go into the holiday, I've been working with my clients about prepping and getting prepared for how to manage the holidays. 
And sometimes the thought that I get from my clients, there's a couple of different thoughts that they will tell me experience, they experience as they're going into the holiday. And one of them is it's too much, right? There's too much to do. There's too much cooking to be done. There's too many people coming to my house. There's cleaning of my house and there's prepping of the meal. There's just too much to do. It's just too much is typically some version of that. And then the other thought that kind of ties in with this is I have to, there's too much to do because I have to do X, Y, and Z. Okay. So what I want to point out is that this is a thought. And before we go too much farther, recognize that just because it's a thought doesn't mean that it's not real. Lots of time coaches will be like, well, that's just a thought. We just got to get a better thought. Before we get a better thought, we need to recognize like the results that we're getting from that thought. And we also need to give it acknowledgement that that's reality for us, right? Like everything that we experience in the world, I would say that 90 to 95% of our life is a thought. 90 to 95% of our experience in our life is a thought. Me being mad at my husband is because of a thought. We believe like we as human beings think that we're mad at our husbands because they didn't take the trash out or that we're upset with our spouse because they spent too much money or that I am mad at the grocery store clerk because they overcharged me, right? Like we think it's the circumstance that makes us have that emotion of upset, of anger, of madness, of disappointment, of whatever. It's never the circumstance. It's the belief that we have about the circumstance, I believe my husband should take the trash out. I always use this as an example. My husband really does take the trash out almost all the time. It's not that he doesn't do that. I just think it's a really common experience for us to have as human beings that our partner should take the trash out. Whether my husband does or does not take the trash out is a circumstance. My thought or belief that my husband should do it, that's where I get myself to feel bad about it, right? My husband should take the trash out and he didn't makes me feel upset, disappointed, mad, frustrated, like there's more to do for me and he's not helping out, right? There's all this stuff that goes along with that. But the trash being out or not has nothing to do with it. It's all the thought about it, right? My spouse spent too much money on X, Y, and Z. Again, it's a thought. Your spouse spent $100 on something. That's a fact. But my thought is $100 is too much to spend on that something. That's a thought. When I think it, I feel badly and I probably act in a way that doesn't support the relationship with my spouse, right? Giving me the result that, you know, my spouse and I aren't getting along, which again goes back to this thought that makes me disappointed in my spouse, right? When we work in coaching, when we work in a coaching situation, when I coach my clients, recognize we dig deeper into this, but for simplicity's sake, I'm going to keep it really simple, really short, or as simple and and short as I can. Same thing with a grocery store clerk, right? Like they were rude to me or they overcharged me, right? Like that's a good example, right? Like the thought is the grocery store clerk overcharged me. They should be better at their job. They should do their job more efficiently or effectively, right? The circumstance is the grocery store clerk charged me $10, Now, the thought is that thing actually only cost, when I looked at the label at the shelf, it only cost $8. The grocery store clerk overcharged me. They should know how to do their job. They should be better at their job. My feeling is bad. You're going to have to figure out what specific feeling would come with that for you. My feeling would be 
taken advantage of some version of that. My action would be to sit and bitch and moan about it, giving me the result that my, that I got overcharged and I didn't do anything about it. Right. Like that's how this thought model works. That's how this cognitive behavioral therapy tool works. Okay. That's just how it works. Our brains will create more evidence of what we believe. It's just how our brains work. So if your story or your thought is it's too much, your brain will go on to create an evidence for it being too much. So as the holiday season starts, again, there's a lot of different things. It's too much to spend on a gift. There's too many people at dinner. That's too much food. There's too much to get done. Most people find that these thoughts of too much don't ever serve them, right? Like it's, there's never a time where you're like, it's too much. And suddenly you feel inspired to get out and do anything. Most of the time, these thoughts of it's too much drive feelings that keep us stuck in not getting it done. I was just working with clients about this recently. And the thought was, it's too much. There's too much to do at work. There's too much to do at home. Adding food planning into taking to all the other things that I have just is too much more. I can't do it all. That gives you a feeling of incompetent, of inept, of inability, of incapability. Like there's all sorts of negative feelings that come from those beliefs that I can't do it. And of course, when I feel incapable, my action is to Netflix and chill. My action is to do anything else than sit in the discomfort of feeling like I am inferior in some way. For those of us who turn to food to deal with our emotions, and most of the time, if you're a type 2 diabetic, you've gotten to be a type 2 diabetic because you do turn to food when you're uncomfortable. Like nobody gets to be a type 2 diabetic because they only eat salad and chicken only when they're hungry, right? Like that's not what got us there. We get to be a type two diabetic when we deal with the discomfort of emotions with Oreos or pizza or French fries or sodas. When I deal with the boredom of having to do something at work that I find monotonous, I turn to M&Ms or the candy drawer or French fries or a soda right? Like that's what gets us to be type two diabetic. It's not because we're eating chicken and salad only in the moments when we're hungry, right? So when I have a feeling of inadequacy, of inferiority, of incapability, I am the kind of person that wants to deal with that by eating the food or doing nothing. And here's the deal. When I have the thought that it's too much to do at work, Like I've got too much to do at work and too much to do at home. And I can't mess with this planning of my food baloney and I feel inept. And then my action is to eat junk. And then my result is I still have to fix my diabetes and do all of those other things that I have to do. Like that's still a thing. It doesn't ever go away. If my action is to Netflix and chill, I still have work. I still have family. I still have diabetes that I've got to deal with. It doesn't go away just because I avoid it by Netflixing. There's nothing good that comes from the story that there's too much. There's nothing inspiring that comes from the belief that there's too much and I can't get to all of it. So the first question that I always encourage my clients to ask themselves when they're in this situation, when they're telling themselves like there's too much to do. The first question that I encourage them to ask is what do you actually have to do? Have to, quote unquote, have to. What must you actually get done? 
what is absolutely required of you. Because we have a belief that we have to do something when we believe that we have to do it, like there's no choice. We feel like we have no choice, like we're out of control. And then we feel like we're doing something and not having any authority over it. So of course, we're going to do something that maybe isn't in alignment with our goal, okay? With our deeper integrity, our deeper desires. When humans feel forced to do something, when they feel coerced to do something, when they feel manipulated to do anything, they will fight against it. This is just human nature. This creates a friction and we will run in the exact opposite direction. Even if what we're being quote unquote forced to do, even if what we have to do is something that is in our best interest, we are still going to run from that. There will still be friction from it. Telling ourselves that we have to do anything just makes it harder. That is just what it is, right? We take our control out of it. We take our authority out of it. And we tell ourselves it has to be done. Even if I don't want to do it, it has to be done. And it makes it harder. So what I want to offer you, hold the phone, take a seat, take a breather here, because you're not going to like what I have to say, but it's true. There is nothing out there that we have to do. Nothing. Like, I don't even have to obey the laws of gravity. Like I can get in an airplane and fly. I do have to breathe air, but only if I want to stay conscious. Like I could technically hold my breath. I would just have to deal with the consequence of losing consciousness, right? There is nothing that I have to do. There are consequences to all of the actions that I choose to take, but there is nothing that I have to do. I know you're bucking against this right now. No, I have to go to work. I have to pay taxes. I can't, I cannot commit murder. I have to do all sorts of things. And what I want you to realize is none of them you have to do. You do not have to pay taxes. You can totally, lots of people in America do not pay their taxes, right? The consequences, they might have some legal ramifications from not paying their taxes, but you don't have to pay taxes. I have to go to work. No, you do not have to go to work. Lots of people in America don't have jobs. They don't go to work. They utilize social services to get what they need. Lots of people do that. I can't commit murder. No, also not true. Lots of people go out there every day and murders happen. I think that the like the rate of murder is something like 40 murders per day in America, maybe more than that even. Like Murder happens in almost every state, every day of the year. Murder happens. I don't have to go to work. We talked about that. I don't have to breathe air. We talked about that, right? There is literally nothing that we must do every day. But there are consequences when we don't do certain things, right? Like if I go out and murder somebody, murder happens. If I go out and murder someone, I should expect that I will have consequences associated with that, typically legally. In my experience, in my experience of the world, murder is very um, unlikely to align with my integrity. So I don't do it. Same thing with going to work, not having a job, not having a role, not having a purpose in community and society does not align with who I am, with my values. So I make sure I always have a job to do. Not paying taxes does not align with my values. I feel like if I can call the police at any time and they're going to come and help me, that 
that's a value to me that I should pay for. That's what I see paying taxes as. I feel like that I have a military system out there that protects my rights. So I should probably have to pay, like I exchange value for that. I exchange value in the form of dollars for the value that I get from being protected. I like that my roads are well-maintained. That's a value to me that I am willing to exchange dollars for in the form of taxes. Not paying taxes to me does not align with my personal values and integrity, okay? So I pay taxes, but I choose to do it. I don't have to do it. I choose not to murder. I don't have to not murder, right? I choose to go to work every day. I don't have to go to work every day. I get to go to work every day. So choosing to do something versus having to do something are different experiences. When we, when we have, when we say we have to do something, it feels very coerced and manipulated. Choosing to do something feels very different. I choose to do something and I feel empowered. Figure out what it means to you and then recognizing that you can choose to do it versus having to do it. And then you get to feel empowered versus feeling out of control or forced or coerced or manipulated, right? Figure out what it means to you and then figure out how you want to look at what it is that you're doing that's making you feel so out of control in the moment, right? So when you have Thanksgiving dinner, I know not everybody's having Thanksgiving right now because of COVID and that's fine too. But if you are choosing to make a big meal for Thanksgiving, to like put the effort into all the special things that go on to make a Thanksgiving meal, like I'm choosing to do that. I don't have to do it. I can totally not have Thanksgiving and recognize that I do this every day of my life. Like I am pretty lazy when it comes to my food. I don't have to make myself a big meal. I certainly choose many times to not make my lunch be a big meal because I don't want to put the effort into it, which means I'm okay with eating really boring food. And that's fine. Nothing's gone wrong. It's exactly how it should be. It's okay. I like that choice more than I like putting, choosing to put the effort into making myself a big meal. I don't have to make a big meal. I can choose to not make a big meal. The consequences are that my meals are kind of boring and I'm okay with that, right? Same thing with Thanksgiving. I don't have to make a Thanksgiving meal if I'm okay with the consequence of not having stuffing and apple pie and all of the things that I only get a couple times a year because I don't make those kinds of foods throughout the year. I only make it during the special seasons, right? So I choose to go to work because I like the consequences that come from that choice, the results that come from that choice. I could totally choose not to work, but then I'd have to be willing to accept the consequences that come from that, right? So see where in this holiday season, especially because we tell ourselves we have all of these things to do. I have to go and shop for gifts. I have to buy so-and-so a gift. I have to get to work, get the gift shopping done, and get my family responsibilities done. No, none of it is I have to. I get to work. I get to do these things for my family because I love them. It just feels better. It just feels better. Then I feel like I'm in control and I feel good about what I'm doing for my family. I feel like I'm 
in control and I get to serve. I get to have a purpose in my work. Like I get an avenue to execute my purpose in the world through my work. I get to go out and shop for gifts and bring joy to the other people who get them. Like I get to have that experience. I get to enjoy that. Like maybe it doesn't bring joy to them, but it brings joy to me to think that I tried to bring joy into the world. I set out with an intention of bringing joy into somebody else's experience. And I feel better for that. I don't know what they feel, but I feel better for that. I get to win because of that. So see where that's showing up for you. Like see where you're telling yourself you have to. How does it make you feel? Most of the time, my clients feel very out of control when they tell themselves they have to do X, Y, and Z. See how it feels when you say, I get to do X, Y, and Z. And what comes from that? It may not feel real initially. That's okay. Play with it for a minute. Play with the thought for a minute. I get to go to work in the morning and I have a place where I get to fulfill my purpose in this world through my work feels way better than I got to get up and go to work. That feels like a drag. No wonder it sucks every day. No wonder I need to go and sit and eat M&Ms every day that I'm at work because I've created this story in my head that makes it such a drag. It's totally optional. So this is the work that we do. This is the hard stuff. This is the hard sell. People are like, no, you don't get it. Like it's really hard. I'm like, no, I do get it but it's hard because we're making it harder with the beliefs that we have. And that's the work that we do in coaching. So of course, if that's something you're interested in, definitely send me a message to Delane at Delane MD. Set up time for a free consult. The consults are free. If this is something that you feel like, yeah, this definitely resonates with where I'm struggling, there is help for you. There is help out there for you. Set up a time to see if my program would be something that helps you out because that's what it's there for. It's there to help you learn how to really start living that naturally healthy life. Finally stop the struggle with your health and live that naturally healthy life so that you can go on and do all the other amazing things you always dreamed you wanted to do, but now you're spending time being sick instead. That's what my program helps you to do. So if that's something you're interested in, send me a message to Delane at DelaneMD.com. I'm happy to help you in any way. I hope you have a great next rest of your week. Remember next week, there is going to be the interview with my client, Randy. His story is very inspirational. So I really highly recommend that you uh, tune in for that. So I will talk with you later. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Also leave me a review. If you want to resolve your diabetes naturally without any pills or injections, I can help you. Visit DelaneMD.com for more information. Click on the work with me tab, send me a message, and we can set up a mini coaching session. You guys have a great week. I'll talk to you soon.